Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life, and today... Today, we're talking about defining your role in your blended family. And we do talk about bio-parents, but basically this one's for the step-parents. Enjoy! All right, welcome back, you guys. We're just going to jump right into it. Yeah, so defining your role in your blended family. It's it, it's something that we all think about, but we don't ever discuss. How many people would you say sit down prior to marriage and have the conversation with their significant other or the whole family? What like, is my role going to be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a par- I mean for the step-parents, right? Yeah. Like, what is well, my I think role it's in one this of those, family? Yeah, I think it's one of those things that's just kind of assumed. Like, all right, well, I'm <laughs> the man, so I'm going to play the role of the father in this relationship and the dad and the husband. And is that what you mean by no, role? No, I or? mean in, like, your step-parenting life. Yeah, okay. Specifically, like, what does Eric as a stepdad look like? Because you, because it's different for every family. Like, uh-huh. what is your role going to be in my biological children's lives as their stepfather you know what and i feel like we kind of went wrong here because (laughs) we didn't (laughs) no we had no conversation we didn't have this conversation and i'm like i come into this role thinking you know not this role but this family (laughs) thinking like all kinds of shit no well i'm like thinking you know like (laughs) like i just said like i am i'm i'm the husband i'm the father i'm the you know i know i'm not the biological father but i feel like it's my role as a as a father and as a stepfather to to guide and be there and provide and um be all the things that a natural father would be to his natural children you know i feel you know it, it's not one of those things that gets lost on me that the kids have a very um present father but at the same time if if I let down that role as a father or a stepfather, then I'm basically denying your kids 50% of fatherhood. Your kids only have a dad 50% of the time, you know? And I feel like it's that's our job to, to guide these kids, you know? Like, it, yeah, it might not be the exact same way as at the other house, but at the end of the day, it is a role that we signed up for. So I try to be very um present in their lives and show up for everything and guide them as much as I can and you know as much as allowed. <laughs> so the word you used at the very end of that which was a beautiful description of mm. you know your assumptions going into blended family and I mm-hmm. feel like your assumption like everyone else is very idealistic, right? We're going to come in and we're going to be everything to everyone and all we're going to do it all and we're going to be everything. And well, I, I mean, but yeah, but I don't think not. I don't think everyone has that expectation. I think a lot of people, you know, especially a lot of guys come into this and they go, I'm just here for <laughs> <laughs> my wife. 
and sorry. they don't care about the little brat holes, you know? Oh, oh gosh, I hope that's well, not the case. I, I, what sure, men do that? Okay, but I'm sure it is the case oh, in some situations, right? Well, so give me give me a break. Like there give is me a break. <laughs> this is, yeah, come on, you Kit Kat bar. I know. There is. They, they are out there. Yeah. There's all different There's walks all of different life. Walks. I mean, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, would you go down the street and, you know, push someone in front of a moving subway? Oh, my gosh. This, no, this but is there's going people, dark fast, But guys. there's people Sorry. out there. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, you wouldn't fathom that. You're like, yeah. I would never, ever, ever do that. But there are people that will do that. So I'm just saying, like, the, you know, you can't be like, well, this is the way it is because, yeah, it's the way for 90% of the people, but that yeah. 10%, they don't want anything to do with those brat holes. Yeah. And, but uh, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Thank you. And hopefully everyone else does. Can you guys hear me? You hear me? <laughs> they can hear me. I hear you. And the word that you threw at the end brat of hole. that note oh. was allow. Mm. And that's an important word because. When you're figuring out your role in a blended family, your step-parenting role specifically, it is a lot of what's allowed, what isn't allowed. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's an important piece to figure out. And before we jump into, like, how do you define your role, I kind of want to talk about the importance of it. And see, Eric and I, we had a, gosh, when we got married, we had a lot of great conversations but we had a lot of things that we did not talk about at all. And we are just like, gosh, as we go along in this journey of blended family life, we probably should have talked about a lot more than we did. And I will tell you, we did <laughs> um, we did two different premarital counselings with two different, like a pastor and a reverend. And so we... The reverend was kind of, it wasn't forced on us, but it was like if we wanted to use that venue, we yeah. had to go through you wanna, it. You want to get married in my church, you got to Although do. it was a very, it ended up being a wonderful thing. We're like, we love this guy. We love, like. He ended we, up being part of our ceremony. Yeah, we actually invited him into being part of it. Got married <laughs> we by, loved him. Got married by two. <laughs> um, it was but, kind uh, of like blended family, blended. Yeah. Because yeah. they even had to like. Reverend, They had pastor. to work in what they did. Remember? <laughs> They yeah. had they had to like make it work for both of them to make it, and it was all a good thing. It was right. nothing. I mean, as far as I know, no, nothing was, was too complicated. Like, but like, didn't like, our pastor wear robes? Yeah, because you had to wear normally, robes in yeah. that church. It was just yeah. so our our wedding. You guys, someday I would love to share with you guys. He didn't uh, have to actually. It was, it was his choice. It was, his, it was totally his choice. And he was like, I think he, to be respectful, Yeah, he's like, he I'm did. totally going to go along with it. And he yeah. actually came to us and was like, is that cool with you guys if I do this? Yeah. And we're like, yeah, dude, let's do this. We're just going to get married, you guys. <laughs> oh, there's all kinds of blending. We blending had more talking religions, with them than we had up. talking with ourselves. But a lot of us are already stuck in this role. Like, yeah. not stuck. <laughs> That's the wrong well, word. But, but a lot of us are already here. We're mm-hmm. in our blended families. We're husbands. We're wives. We did not have those hard conversations. No. Ahead of time. like So have it if you are getting married, right? Yeah, or thinking about it. But I want to back up because my point in telling everyone that we did two whole, <laughs> two whole different premarital counseling is that we were taking these tests, right? If you've done premarital counseling, you've taken combat- compatibility tests or... They made me pee on the stick. What was that all about? <laughs> Just making sure you're yeah. not pregnant. Sound. Yeah. And so both compatibility tests were like getting 90%, 94, 96. Yeah. It was like we were meant to I'm be. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty <laughs> sure there was a lot of lying going on on those tests. <laughs> and I wasn't the one doing the lying. So <laughs> you know, um and it's just there but I will tell you and this is something that I've really so write in if you guys would find this useful or you think there's a need for it. I would really love to work on a blended life premarital counseling something, whether it's um, coaching that I could do with um, couples who are going to walk down the aisle and just do some premarital blended family coaching, or maybe it's a book or um, a study or, or something. But I think that there needs to be something – 
premarital for blended families. And there's probably stuff out there that exists. We just didn't go that route. We didn't look very hard. But no, I think I don't it would have been helpful. I don't think we knew to. I don't think that it was one of those things like, man, we really need to do this. Because when we were getting married, it's like, we're really feeling this. Like, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is really, like, this is going well. Like, this is, this, this yeah. is something we should do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just remember we, like, I mean, we left all of our premarital counseling sessions. And then the whole thing, like, just high-fiving each other, like, we were the best couple that, you know, was ever going to be. <laughs> we did. We were so proud of ourselves. <laughs> that, that, that lasted was, like three months. It did, I mean, yeah. so going all going through all that to be like, we never had these discussions about roles and expectations and, and boundaries and, you know, uh, just things that we totally should have had before we got married. We did. We talked very little about actually being a blended family in our premarital counseling. And so if you guys would find something like that useful, you know, write into me, put it in the, you know. Or you um, know what? Because like I said, I think a lot of us are already <laughs> stuck in this situation. <laughs> Yes. Um, if there's something that <laughs> you're like, sad? Is it stuck? <laughs> just, no, I just that's why I'm that's laughing. Fine. About it I mean, everyone feels it. I'm laughing. Um, <laughs> but if there's things like that, you wish would have been different, or you wish you could have thought of differently, or something, um, you know, that you could add to this. That yeah. you're like, man, I wish I could tell other people. Talk about this before yeah, you walk down the be aisle. Aware of this. If yep. you guys have good advice and you want part of this. You know, be super cool about this too is that if you do something like this and you can get advice from our listeners, why don't if there are is place that you can credit them? Oh, let's, absolutely. Let's credit them. Yeah. So, like, if right? you guys have a good question, mm-hmm. and say this does turn into a book or a study or something like that, it's it's a it's something tangible or, or you know, or it's on a website, whatever. Like, or it's an online course that it. you and I make. And let's credit these people. I'm like having, we're having we're a business meeting while you're yes. listening and watching. Wait, yeah, but you guys are part of this, so. So and what if we did like an online course of you and me? Because mm-hmm. I think guys need to have a guy present to feel comfortable. Well, I think like, in order to make this marriage happen, you need to have <laughs> both parties involved. Do you? <laughs> I remember in Sex in the City, there was this episode where Carrie married herself and registered for gifts. Really? <laughs> Yeah. Did anyone bring her gifts? Well, no. It, so the story goes, she, she's, you know, sex in the city. She's single and dating and all this stuff. And so she's, all of her friends are, you know, a lot of, not her core group, but people are getting older and having kids. And so she goes to this, I think it was a baby. It was, um, maybe it was like a, a wedding. Some, she goes somewhere to a house and she has to take off her shoes. Her shoes are Manolo Blahniks. Oh, behave. So she gets shamed for being single and not married and and not having kids and at her age. And she didn't want to take off her shoes. And so it's a whole thing because somebody ended up taking her shoes when they left. That happened to me once at the beach. Someone took my sandals. They weren't Manolo Blahniks, though. Anyway, if you guys know the episode. But they had a bottle opener on the bottom of them. (laughs) So. So what she's, yes, because you open bottles. So what she said, so she was, uh, goes back and forth with her and this lady's like, I just don't, I can't justify spending $400 on a pair of shoes. I have a kid, you know, she's like shame, shoe shaming her for spending so much money on shoes because Carrie's like, look, you made me take them off. I didn't have a choice. And then someone from your party left with them. Like, you know, it's your kind of your responsibility to replace them. And she's like you have your priorities all wrong kind of a thing. And so Carrie goes and she's like, um, just so you know, I'm marrying myself and I've registered at Manolo Blahnik. You can go there for the gift. And so lady like got, okay. So she got her shoes back anyway. Carrie got shoe shamed at the shoe store. Okay. Anyway, it was, it's a good episode. Watch it. Okay. So defining your role, though, in blended families has nothing to do with Manolo Blahniks or shoes of any kind, but you are married at this point. If you haven't gotten married at this point and you're listening to this, have this conversation. Figure out how you're going to, like, your role. And and the reason why this is so, or if you are married, doesn't mean it's too late. You can still 
like what is my role you know when and figure it out or go in that go on that journey of figuring out what your role is in your blended family I can't tell you how many people I coach this is their step step moms this is their number one thing I have no idea my role I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing or I thought like, it was this, but now it's that. Like, it's not panning yeah. out to be exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah. Like, I can't win. If I do something, I get in trouble. If I don't do something, I get in trouble. If I'm nice, then, like, I'm overstepping and that seems weird. If I'm, co- if I'm, if I'm guarding my heart, well, then that's me being cold and distant. Like, there's nothing that, you know, if I care, I care too much. If I don't care enough, then that's too little. So there's this whole thing about step parents just feeling lost. And when you feel lost and you're in a family, which is supposed to be the place that you're safe, your home should be a safe place. Your family are your people. They're your tribe. So when you're so confused about something so big in your safe place and in your tribe, what does it do? It creates a lot of anxiety in you. And when you are anxious and stressed out, it affects your health, right? You probably can't lose weight. You're not sleeping well. You know, you're irritable. Describing me. (laughs) Leave me alone. Leave me out of this. (laughs) And so what ends up happening, though, you're miserable. And then that radiates out to everyone, right? (laughs) Who people get. Baby luck. (laughs) Who, (laughs) hey, (laughs) this is an important message. So who people get. When you're that way is a stressed out, anxious, unsure, um, you know, kind of woman. And is and, and that's who everyone experiences in your home. And this is the same for stepdads, too. More so, so for stepdads. Oh, please. <laughs> I, I want to go back. I want to talk about the tribe thing. Do we get to have, are we a tribe? Do we get to have a tribe name? No. Oh. That's already taken. <laughs> Is it? I want to be the Pakawis. Okay. And then we'll go, we'll go like on trips. Community. We'll go on trips and we'll run around and we'll, we will get lost. Like say we go to Disneyland. We'll go, we'll run around Disneyland, you know, we'll get lost and we'll, we'll chant our tribe name. We'll run around yelling, where the fuck are we? Where the fuck are we? If I get to go to Disneyland, I will pretty much do that. If this guarantees me a trip to Disneyland, cool. Let's do it. All right. And we're going to yell, where the fuck are we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're so fun. Look how cute you are. You're I'm so, like, I, I'm not, he, you, no one can like, see me. The camera's off me now. Oh. He's got a off. twinkle in his eye for himself. Yeah, because I get to run around Disneyland yelling, where the fuck are we? <laughs> okay. So, I was actually, so this is interesting. And let me know what you guys think. I'm kind of going to go on a tangent. Me, no, not. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. Ooh, Camera yeah. two and go. No. So I was talking, I was away at a coaching retreat over the last week. Why were you at a coaching retreat? (laughs) (laughs) You didn't want to be on screen for that question. That's my shameless plug. Okay. Um, Yes. So I am a blended family life coach, as you guys are well aware at this, you know, if you've listened to me at all. And so um, the school that I got my certifications through has retreats every six months. And as as long as I'm able to go to retreats, I'm going to go and continue my education and be in community. It just makes me a better coach. Um, But, you know, people are really interested in my niche, which is blended families. And so we were talking about the term blended and how nobody really liked that term for blended families. And then we were discussing like the term family because even the word family has a lot of pressure behind it. You know, a lot of ideals, a lot of like, if uh, we're supposed to look a certain way because we're a family and I'm like, I would love to blow up the term family. I'm going to get hate mail now. I know. Did you go to the school and become woke? Are you blended woke? (laughs) No. What? But I'm like, this is my idea. This isn't anyone else's. But I'm like, I was thinking about the pressure. Yeah, well, we haven't talked since I got (laughs) back. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the kids are home, you guys. Um, No, but I'm like, even this idea of like, we have to be a family. 
we are a fa- the the word family comes with a lot of pressure because it it isn't like the Brady like I feel like blended families are in competition with the Brady bunch, you know. That is the idealistic like. I don't even know who the Brady bunch are. The liars. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, never mind. It's a tangent. I'm just gonna get hate mail for. But I'm like I like the word team, or like. You know, what you know, if we I, were a team? Like, we all helped each other out, and when one person's injured, the other person steps in. Like, that seems more, I just. I think it seems more relaxed. I like I like the term family. I like that you pressure. Like the ter- well, you like here, the pressure. Well, how about this? How about this? Okay. What if I said, I don't like the term husband and wife. There's too much pressure there. There's too, like, what if I want to go out and have a one-night stand? What if I want to. Stay out with my buddies, you know, drinking at the bar. There's too much pressure there. No, that's different. This would be like sister wife. So, okay, husband and wife isn't in question, right? Like you have a husband and a wife, but that's traditional. Family is traditional. Blended families are not traditional. Marriage is traditional. However, like when you have, if you were to have a marriage and then you want to introduce a sister wife or... (laughs) A brother husband. <laughs> a brosband? A brosband? <laughs> what are the... Is there such thing? Then okay. it kind of shifts marriage. I mean, yeah. You know I what feel, I mean? I feel like it even d- though we call it blended families and, and blended life, and that's, you know, what we call yeah. this, I think what the, our goal, at least my goal, was to get this back on track, like to turn this back into a family. Like, yes, it's it's different. Back it's not, into a family. It's so not what is it? traditional. No, but that's why like, when we got married, I figured, okay, now we're a family. Now that pressure's on. Now that pressure's on for me as a husband, as a father, as a stepfather, to provide for these kids that aren't biologically mine, to provide for my wife, who wasn't my first wife, to v- provide for my kids who are biologically mine, to treat every single person in my family like they are my family. But that's where we're different. <laughs> I mean, it's a great, I, I wish that were true, but I do know in our home, our kids, our biological kids get treated differently than our stepchildren by both of us. Right. I mean. But, so, I, I, I yeah, don't but know. That, and but, that, that's good but and that's us, But that's us. That's not, uh, that's not our kids. That's, our, that's where right. we are as a family and. That's where we're at. But, and, and I mean that in even a good way, like. I would not talk to your son the way I scold, you know what I mean? Like the the but way think, and vice versa. You would not talk to my children the way that you discipline your, like, and it's, it's just something that maybe it'll, I don't know, they're getting too old at this point. But I do know even in like, we pour into our own kids more than we pour into our stepchildren. And that is the honest truth in our blended family. It's not perfect. Like you cut, like I get the ideals of like, we should all just be everything to everyone. And I'm just, it's all going to be equal and fair. And it's just Yeah, but you're talking about our family and that's our fault. You know, there's a lot of families that are blended families that, do this exactly what we're saying you know what we're describing here and they do pour into their stepkids just as much as they do their biological kids and they scold you know and discipline their stepchildren just like they do and I think it probably works a lot better that way there's you know there's a lot less feelings involved it's like look this is your dad this might be your stepdad but at the end of the day the end of his name is dad you know, mm. and same thing. Oh, I like that. The mom. end of his name is dad. It's still dad. It's still Ooh, mom, stepmom. That's a, it's a really good. Sorry. Well, you can watch this later and write that down. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that if more of us went down that line and we we did understand and took that pressure seriously of family mm. and parents and, um, you know, dad, stepdad mom stepmom we took those roles more seriously and we we cut out a lot of the feelings um i think that we do a lot better honestly i no, think i that, think it's brilliant yeah i think that if you i don't know you know like yeah you might scold your son a lot differently than you scold mine you know or discipline differently than you do but i think that if you if you did and i know it's it's easier said than done and it's a boundary that we can argue back and forth all day but if you did mm-hmm. i think that 
the bond and the relationship would grow better. Not at the time of discipline, but over mm. the time of uh, over the years. But you have to have support from the other parent in order to do that, which you know it doesn't work exactly like that in our household. And some of you are probably like, oh, this works perfect in our household. This is exactly how it works. But some of you hear me. Some of you understand that and you go, yeah, it is It is different, you know, like you just described. So I think yeah. that if we could somehow break that cycle and mm-hmm. get on that track, I think that family role and the pressure would lessen and it would feel more natural. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't disagree and I think – there's a lot of brilliance in, I mean, I'm so glad I brought up the family thing because what you said, Eric was really, really awesome that it's the pressure that pushes us (laughs) Yeah, and maybe we need that. It's you know, if you guys are listening and you guys are like, man, it sounds like these guys argue a lot. We don't, are we arguing? No, 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 no. But we have gotten, we've gotten into discussions like this. Uh, I don't feel like we're arguing, but some people might. We oh. don't we don't pre-discuss any of this <laughs> stuff. Like I found out what this topic was like yeah, 2 minutes before we started. It's better that way. It's more authentic, But I that's feel. exactly why we do this. But so if you guys are listening, you go, "Man, these guys are all over the freaking place." Well, it kind of is because this is true and authentic and this is truly how we feel and we didn't we didn't come up with an agenda and try to push it. We're both just going off of Anyways, it's 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 we're it's, each other. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to our lives. It's, it's it's just my little disclaimer here, you know, like this is mm. truly how we both feel so yeah but I like that I like that idea of like dads at the end of it family is pressure that we need to push us I like that that's really really good thank you for sharing that no no thank you so defining your role though as a step parent it does if you're able to do that and you're able to do it early on and this is something that early on thing I think that where we're stuck right now in our blended family is that now these kids are 16, 15, and 11. They're pretty like, you know, in a couple of years they're gone kind of a thing. So we didn't. So here's my thing. If this is a goal that your goal with your spouse is that everyone's going to be like, my role is going to be the mom of the house, the dad of the house, and all kids are going to get the mom and the experience that in the fullness, then this is something that needs to be discussed and implemented day one. That this, and maybe it looks like you le- you know, you ease into it, but that decision of this is my role and this is what it's going to look, end up looking like, whether you ease into that or not, needs to happen pretty early on. As It's like anything. If you let bad behavior with a child go and then you're like at 17, this is like, I can't deal with this anymore, but you've let it go 17 years. The expectation that you're going to shift behavior in the last year is unrealistic. And so that's kind of like where I feel we are at, where we've let things go so long. We're like in the last couple few years. Well, have we let things go or have things just gotten there? And it's like, man, this is like, I feel like we've always worked on this stuff, but it's gotten like. Man, you know, it's it's time is counting this. down. Like, you know, yeah. like can we really shift things much further than where they're at? Or do we just accept where they're at, make the best of everything yeah. and where we're at and Yeah, I, I this is a discussion we can have <laughs> off air. <laughs> but it, my my advice to you guys, just learning from where our struggle and, and where we've been is is have this like what is my role? What's this gonna look like? And then like day one, you know, and that's what it's going to be because the later on you wait, you know, it, and it might be more appropriate if you're marrying into a kid to kids that are young versus you're marrying into like a 17 year old, you know, if you're getting married and you have a 17 year old stepson, it might look a little different than if you're getting married and you have like a five year old stepson and a seven year old stepdaughter something like that would be a little different. So ages yeah, matter. A, yeah, that's a hard place to come into a kid's life, you know, in I mean even yeah, <laughs> early, even early teens, you know, right before that, you know, uh 11 or 12 up, you know. Yeah. That's kind of they're kind of getting set in their ways and we've had a a listener who, you know, deals with this with with their stepkid and trying to you know, really get him, you know, light a fire under him and get him, you know, teach him, you know, work ethic and you know 
to have a life, a social life and, you know, try and just what he would, you know, what he, what his idea, you know, of a, of a son and, you know, what things are. And, and we've seen him pour in and pour in and pour into this kid and not get a lot of results. And it's a really hard thing when they aren't your biological kid, because you really can only do as much as the other parent allows, you know? So that's really, it's, it's all fun and games and, you know, easy to say and talk about when, you know, when we think about it, but at the end of the day, it does take both mom and dad, husband and wife to allow a situation like this to happen. So if we're not both on the same page about this, then it's probably not going to happen the way that we want. So I think step one is you do have to have these hard conversations. You do need to work this out with your spouse and be like, what does our role look like? Who am I? What is my role? You know, what does our situation look like? And how are we going to support one another through this? Yeah, it's it's so true. Your spouse is a huge part of brokering. And that's what Lori Short says in her book, Grace Filled Step Parenting, that your your spouse is kind of kind of brokers the relationship between, um, you know, step parent and stepchild in the home. Because that's their spouse, their child, and you are kind of brokering that relationship. And I think that, so you're, to disregard your spouse is kind of, I don't know. It, it Because here's the other thing. And my, I'm going to blow your guys' minds. Because, and I'm probably going to blow Eric's mind right now. He's probably going to, he, well, he's going to argue this, but. Okay. <clears throat> but don't because I won't. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. No, it's know, fine. Know my role. Shut my hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, so here's the deal, you guys. You decide your role as a step parent. And what I mean by that is you get to decide how you show up. No one else can do that for you, right? Your spouse can't control your behavior, your attitude your heart, your mind, they can try, I guess, but you ultimately get to decide how you're showing up in your stepchildren's life. You like how you show up in your marriage. You decide how you show up in your marriage, what you're going to do, what you're not going to do, what you're going to say, how you're going to react, what you're going to respond to, the nice things you're going to do, your boundaries. You get to decide that. And we're really comfortable with that idea in our marriage, I think. And I think we're really comfortable with that with our biological children. When it comes to our stepchildren, though, we kind of lose ourselves. We have no identity because we've never been a step-parent before. So this is like, I don't know who I am. You know, you kind of go through a little bit. I mean, when you get married, you kind of go through a little bit of like adjustment, right? Is this... What am I, what is the wife? What is the husband? Like, what do we look like as we show up for each other? Like, you work on that when you begin. You mean like on our wedding In a day? marriage. <laughs> what do we look like? What do we look like? But, and then with your biological children, it's just you grow into that. But stepchildren, it's kind of like just, they're just there one day and you have to figure it out. So your partner may broker your relation, your spouse may broker the relationship, but you define your role. And this is a way more empowering way to look at this because what happens is, is we give our power away to everyone. You know, our spouse, the stepchildren, the ex who's like causing drama. And so I'm going to change the way I show up. I've been guilty of that. Ex causing drama. I, so I'm going to shift who I am and show up differently because I don't want to deal with it. Well, then my power is gone. Right. I've just given all my personal, all my power away to everyone else and everyone else is controlling who I am and how I show up. And so what I want to invite people to do is they're considering their roles in their blended family is taking your power back. Because this is where confidence is going to come in and how you're going to be able to create boundaries for yourself. So you need to start deciding how you're going to show up. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't respect your spouse and their boundaries for kids. You know, those are conversations that you have to have, 100%. But you cannot let your self be powerless 
in your role as a step parent, or you will have all kinds of resentment, all kinds of bitterness, all kinds of anxiety, all kinds of stress. And so if this is something you guys want to work on, I have a six-month program. We don't spend all six months on defining your role, but it's a few sessions. It's, a, it's like a good month of the program, like one month out of six, where we start every week figuring out what your role is as a step parent in your blended family, and you define it. You tell me what your role is, and we do exercises, and we talk about what, what, it, what does that look like. And then by the end of it, you're pretty crystal clear on how you're showing up. And it's very powerful. And then once you decide your role in your blended family, the way you approach your spouse about things changes, right? How you are with your stepchild changes. The way you see the ex changes. Because now you have a confidence to bring to the table, which I think spouses would really appreciate. It's a lot of pressure for you to tell me what my job is, right? Well, yeah, and it's also, you know, it's a, I mean, unless I'm a dictator, it's not my job to tell you what your role is. I'm not your boss. You know, I'm your partner. So uh, it's not my job to be like, this is your role. You're going to do this, 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 and this. Like, it's my job to work with you and figure out what's your role, what's my role, what are we doing, you know? But if you're crystal clear about what your role is and what you are doing and what everything looks like, mm-hmm. then you are going to have a much, much, much easier time yeah. fulfilling that role and knowing it's like, it's like going into a job and becoming something and having no idea what, you know what the job title is, but you don't know what the job description is. So it's one thing to have. So, so basically what I'm hearing is that you basically find out what their job title is, they give themselves their job title, and you're going to help them fill in what their what their job description is. Kind of. Yeah. It's more like they have a job. They, they already got the job. Yeah, the job's theirs. The job is there. So what, what, I, what I'm giving them is their resume. But, so, so they have their resume of what they bring to the table, who they are. Like if I was going to go for a job interview – I'm going to tell you exactly what what I can contribute to this position, right? Who am I as an employee? And not that not and I'm just doing this to like make sense of what I'm talking about. So there's a job description step parent and these are the discussions you should be having before you get married. So yeah, maybe you don't have the job yet. In a perfect world, you would do this before. So you you might have to do this already married, but let's just say you're not married and you're going to be a step-parent. So you know the job title is stepmom, for instance, right? I'm helping you build your resume so you know if this is a good fit. Can I do this job? Am I, what do I bring to the table? When I'm stepping into this position, what are my attributes? You know, like how am I? Well, a lot of does people are down. Sense? Yeah, a lot of people are down too and think, well, I'm, you know, I'm just here. I don't really have much to contribute. Oh. I don't make, mm. I don't make the money. You know, I don't, I don't provide for the family. I, you know, I might have a disability and I'm not able to do something. You know, and um, something that I've seen and heard from you is you actually help people realize their truth. Right? Is that what it is? Yeah. And it's like realizing like, yeah, you think that you might not be able to contribute, but you contribute and do a lot more than you think you do. So helping people realize what they are capable of building that confidence and yeah. understanding who they are and what they contribute. Yeah. And, and what can they do? And, you know, a lot of people think that they don't have a role because they feel powerless as a step parent, right? Like, I don't have a role because I'm powerless. Well, if you're living, if you're living with a child, um, that's not true, right? Because <laughs> you know, if you lived with a roommate in college, or or you live with anyone, they have an impression upon you. They impress upon you certain things. You know, you you might start 
saying a word that they do, or you might like a food that they like, or they introduce you to a different cultural practice that you're like, oh, that's fun. Right. So you absorb the people around you. So even if you feel powerless, like I don't discipline, I don't make the rules, that doesn't mean you don't have a role because you're still impacting people's lives. Even if you just live there and do nothing else, you have a role. You're an influencer in your own home, period. And that's a pretty big role for kids, for anyone. You know, we live with each other. We influence each other, good, bad, ugly, indifferent. Like it, it, so you can't let your role as a step-parent be defined by expectations. And that's a very, that's the difference. And so if we could stop putting like, role with power like your role isn't wrapped up in the power you have we need to separate that out it's like this is my role and this is what I do in it or with it this is my superpower and this is how I use it does that make sense makes sense okay making people realize their superpowers you all have superpowers we all have superpowers What's your superpower? <laughs> I can't say that on this. It's a family show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So if we're backing up and we got the job description and I help you build your resume, like I'm helping you define your role, like what you bring to the table, who you are as a step parent. You want to do that. I, I feel you do that before you go to hubby or your spouse and have the co- the conversation about expectations. We start calling me hubby. Hubby. <laughs> yeah. I said hubby. <laughs> but I think that's it's important. You have to know who you are and who you want to be in your role as step parent before you go and have a conversation with your spouse about expectations or your future spouse about expectations because that's a really another really important conversation to have. But see, when you come at it knowing who you are, then you understand if you can do these expectations or not. Can I, can I fulfill these expectations or not? And it also helps you if you know your role and who you are in your role, then you have a better understanding of what your expectations are. How can you have expectations for yourself and your family and your kids and your relationship with your stepchild if you have no idea who you are as a stepparent? So it's a really important thing, and this is why we do this right off the bat in my six-month program, because before we can go any further, we have to figure out who you are as a step-parent. Who do you want to be? What do you bring to the table? And then you can start like, okay, this is who I am, so what are the expectations? Mine and yours for this family, for my for how I show up and how I interact with your child. Am I disciplining? Am I not disciplining? Maybe I don't want to discipline, but I didn't know that till I started like, hey, I'm, a, I'm an encourager, so discipline makes me really uncomfortable. So I don't want to. Well, I want you. Then that's a conversation you can hash out with your spouse, but you have to know who you are first. What do you think about that? I'm going to sign up now. Are you ready to sign How, up now? Well, if I wanted to sign up, where oh would I sign goodness. up? Oh, my goodness. You're such a good, like, what would I do without you? So Have less clients because I wouldn't be signing up. I know. <laughs> so if you want more information about coaching, um, you can email me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com, or you can always comment under this video or an episode, and we will make sure you get information. Yeah, Just I've always passed. provide your email And then you'll get emailed from Becoming Heard, which is my life coaching business is called Becoming Heard. And I'm on Instagram and all kinds of other things, you know, Facebook. So you can reach me a bunch of different ways or through Blended Life, of course, as well. So. I like it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, like, do you wish we would have talked about this first? I don't think we knew to talk about this first. I think we did the best that we could mm-hmm. and the best that we knew. And I, th- I feel like we poured into it a lot. I don't feel like we were just like, ah, let's just get married because we need to. I feel like we put a lot of time and thought into getting married and we just didn't know better. And that's probably the case for most people. They, 
you don't know what you need until <laughs> until you find out about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's one of those things. Like, I had never thought about this type of stuff. I had never been in a blended family. You had never been in a blended family. And the way things were going didn't didn't spark this type of conversation. We feel like we didn't need to, maybe. We, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just yeah. wasn't part of our conversation or um, thought process. It wasn't. It wasn't a bridge that we had gotten to that looked like we even needed to cross it. Um, I think the only one that we really did not talk about ahead of time that we knew we needed to talk about was finances. I think that was the only bridge that we knew that we were going to have to cross that bridge one day. And we just didn't really cross that bridge until after we were married, which was fine. But there's so many other bridges on this journey. (laughs) 10,000 percent. So these are only some of them, you know. Yeah, we really need to figure out doing an online course for this. Like, we have to. Here goes another business meeting, you guys. (laughs) Um, Okay, (laughs) so we know how we were talking about. So defining your role and then. Um, being able afterwards to have a conversation about expectations, right? Considering considering your expectations for the family and your your step parenting role, but then also, what are your spouse's expectations? A- another conversation I think is important to have when it comes to our roles as step parents is what are the actual responsibilities? Because expectation and responsibilities are a little bit different, right? And I think that's another good conversation. Like, am I responsible for, you know, doing my stepchild's laundry? Or are they going to do it themselves? Am I responsible for stocking the house with their favorite foods or not? Am I responsible for rides to and from school? Um, am I responsible to, gosh, are, you know, are you expecting me to be responsible for communicating with your ex? And trying to... And that's not unheard of. We've heard of that. It so happens many, a lot. Yeah, in many situations, because sometimes that just works out better. Yeah. So I think we're going to put that on the table, and then you're just going to have to be responsible for that. Nope. <laughs> am I responsible for doing the social calendar? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, am I responsible for waking you up in the mornings before church? Me? <laughs> <laughs> like, am I, what are my responsibilities? Right. And see, this sounds silly, but if you know what your what your responsibilities are, it makes it much easier to do it, you know. But if you're floundering and you're going on assumptions, well, it's then really there's a hard. Lot, well, then there's a lot of room for failure too on both ends, you know. You you failed me because I assumed this, but you failed because you didn't know the task, you know. So that's there's a lot of fail. There's a lot of room for failure if you're going off of assumptions. If there is not a clear and cut path and plan of what we're going to do, then who's to know, you know, it's all assumptions and you know what they say about assuming, right? Oh, why don't you tell everyone? I do, but why don't don't you tell everyone? I don't remember what it was. I just thought you would know. I've heard something. I've heard a rumor, (laughs) but it's true. Out of you and me. And I think that you and I are really guilty of this. (laughs) calling us out all kinds today 100 percent. we're really guilty of not having conversations and i think it's you don't really like to have conversations (laughs) i don't not really i'm usually pretty damn busy and have headaches i have lots of headaches. well and then you what do you always tell me um this turned into a 45 minute conversation and i I don't have time i talk to her like this and i go (laughs) i didn't have time to talk for 45 minutes i was walking out the door for a job. <laughs> to pay the now. bills. I'm like, it's the only time I saw you. That's how we talk to each other when we argue, you guys. <laughs> when we have but like we do conversations. This. We don't we don't make time for whatever reason. I fall asleep, you're leaving, whatever it is. And then we just live our we assume a lot about well, I w I shouldn't do I won't do this because I don't I'll get a bad reaction, so I'm just not gonna do the thing I think I should do. Or I did something to try to be helpful, and that bit me in the ass. All the while, we aren't talking at all. We're just trying to do our best. We try to do our best. Like, it's all well-intentioned. I think we both have hearts that just want to be there for each other and help. But I think because we don't have a lot of conversation about, like, expectations and responsibilities in our roles as step-parents, that, like, specific ones... 
Like, I really expect this of you. I really. <laughs> That's how I'm going to start approaching you. I really expect this of well, you. Well, I have this expectation. And then you give the, give the other person the opportunity to be like, mm, I don't think I can do that. Yeah, and as, and it's funny because or, as we've been having more conversations, this becomes more aware. I feel like we do that sometimes. It's like, I can't. Like, I, I, I'm not able to today. This doesn't work into <laughs> my life plans. <laughs> <laughs> I know you really need this, but that just doesn't work yeah. into my life plans. I hear what you're saying, Sorry, but no. no. <laughs> yeah. I hear what you're saying, and no. And no. <laughs> yeah. So don't assume. Start having those conversations. And when you can have these conversations showing up confidently in your role, it'll be better, you know, because I think me, I get like deer in headlights. Sometimes I don't know how to respond. Do you ever feel like that? Like you just don't even know how to respond or what to say? Huh? Okay. Um, I have a couple questions. I know we're, we're going to close out soon, but when you're considering your role as a step parent, some things you can think about would be like, who are you answering to? That's are an you, interesting question. Who are you yelling at? That's what I'm going to start saying. What? Like, I mean, really? I only though. answer to hubby. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, really, like as a step parent, who are you answering to? If, if you're like, well, I answer to my husband, or I answer to my wife. Or I answer to my hubby. You know? Or maybe it's you feel like you answer to God. Like, I do everything according to God's word, and that's going to inform how I show up. Even that question kind of can help you define, you know, who am I? Who am I answering to? Who? Because that'll help you decide what kind of step parent you want to be by whose you're an, like you're answering to. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you know, also taking a look at who I'm being influenced by. Am I influ? Ooh, you know, that's a good am I one. being influenced by, you know, if you're religious, the Word of God or the Bible. You know, and in, in my beliefs, am I being influenced by my single? My, <laughs> uh, yeah, my yeah, my single friends or my gossiping friends, or am I being influenced by social media because I see that this is a way that those blended life people live their life, and that's <laughs> how I want to live mine. <laughs> and, you know, who are we being influenced by? Great so question. so stop and ask yourself, like, what am I doing and why am I doing it? Who am I doing it for? You know, am I doing this to prove a point and show off to my friends and show who I am? Or am I doing this to better, you know, my family's life? Or am I doing this to glorify God? You know, what are the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing? And I, you know, I think if you stop and you ask yourself and you really dig deep, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know if that's part of your program, but I feel like <laughs> digging deep could be a big part of that program. <laughs> we go deep. <laughs> you go don't deep, you worry. Six months deep. It's a lot. Yeah. It's very helpful to get clarity on, because then you're just able to be confident. And if you're able to be confident in anything you're doing, you show up very differently. Right. You know, you show up and you're able to execute very differently than if you're showing up all insecure and confused and anxious and stressed versus like, I'm confident. It may not be perfect, but I know who I am and what I'm going to do. It, it, takes the, it takes a whole load off. Um, another question you can consider is, you know, how is your role going to contribute to your family's success? So earlier we were talking about this idea of family and that Eric so beautifully said that, you know, maybe it's the pressure, <laughs> maybe it's the pressure of the term family that could actually push us next level, you know? Um, so if that's the case, then how is my role as step parent going to contribute to my family's success? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think just to understand, clarity is going to be, you know, like you said before, that's just... I think that's the biggest part of it is understanding knowledge is power, they say. <laughs> so if you have, well, yeah, it's like you have knowledge in this, you know, and you know, you're, you're clear on what, what it is, what it looks like, you know, you're, it's going to be fine. You know, the first time you, you know, do something you've never done, it's going to be scary. It's going to be, you know, you're not going to know how to do something. You have all the questions in the world. You know, but once you've watched that YouTube video and 
done exactly what they told you. <laughs> you're a pro now. Yeah. Well, you. it's like you have to know where you're going in order to get there. But so often we begin this journey of step parenthood or blended family life, and we have absolutely zero idea where we're going. So how are we ever going to find success? And how are we ever going to get to where we want to be if we have no idea where we're going? We'll never get there. But that's how we show up. We're like wanderers, which is fine, I guess. But you're going nowhere fast. And I, I don't know if that contributes to your family's success as a blended family. No, you if know? You, no, if you have a goal and your goal looks like this and you don't have a way to reach your goal, you know, if your goal is getting to Disneyland, but you mm. don't have a roadmap to get to Disneyland, you've never been there before. You know, it's a place that exists, but you do not know how to get there. You don't even know what city this thing's in. Or state. Where is or it? state. Then, then the chances of you finding it. Yeah. Wandering around the world is going to be pretty slim to none. Yeah. So find Disneyland, you guys. <laughs> Go for me. <laughs> Um, uh, last question I have is how can you increase morale, like using your step parent role? How can you use that role to increase morale in your family and have this like encouragement and momentum to keep growing as a family? You know, we, we don't really think of families growing and, and momentum and building, but we should, we shouldn't be comfortable with status quo. You know, especially we, if status quo is not what we are aiming for. If status quo is, not, if you're like, mm, I'm, yeah, we're getting by. It's like survival it's, mode, right? Yeah, if it's not what you really are striving for, then don't accept it. Like, do better. <laughs> yeah. Is that all right to say? Do better. But it's well, it's kind of, but it is like so. How you can do better? is you really consider your role as a step-parent or as a biological parent, whatever the role is in your family that you're playing, and, and ask yourself, like, how can I use this unique opportunity? And even that, what if we just thought of step-parenting as a unique opportunity instead of, like, the Wicked Witch of the West? Because I think the word step-parent has such a negative connotation going into it to begin with. But... What if we were like, gosh, parenthood is an opportunity. Step parenthood is an opportunity. Being in a blended family is a really unique opportunity to, and then fill in the blank. You know, it's endless possibilities. And so if we could just realize that our roles can either, can contribute to momentum to grow and shift and change and, and be better you know, and to increase morale in your home. I think bioparents have a really important responsibility to increase morale, and that's a huge part of brokering relationship in your home. If you're a leader in your home, you should be always trying to broker relationships. And how do, can I use my unique, you know, my unique role is the bio parent here to boost morale between these two people in my home. Like, what can I do? There's always something. There's always something. You haven't tried everything. You may feel like it, but this is where community comes in. This is why it's really important to have community, to have other parents and step parents that you're conferring with and talking to why being in therapy is important if you need that. Why coaching is great because you get a unique perspective. You get an opportunity to grow so you can boost morale and get unstuck from purgatory. Because sometimes blended family life can feel like purgatory a lot. And we're not Catholic, but I would a assume. Of, a lot of people are. Is Catholic purgatory, or is that a different? Is that the stuff that you put That's on not top Catholic. of the fences that things no. grow? Oh. Yeah. No, I think I'm thinking of a different religion. I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone with religious speak right now, because I don't know what I'm talking about. But purgatory is a religious term. It's a real thing. It's like a waiting room before you go so to. So it's like. Like between heaven and hell. It's like you're in stuck in like purgatory. You don't get to go to heaven. You're not in hell. Mm. You're just kind of like the status quo thing. Anyway. Anyways, you guys, thank That's you. That's all I got. 
<laughs> Thank you for listening to our nonsense for the last hour <laughs> on the dot. But uh, <laughs> thank you guys for being here with us. We uh, we really just enjoy talking about this stuff and getting to know you guys and you guys getting to know us and figuring out this blended family purgatory thing. <laughs> so I, I used a word I don't even know. You don't? I don't. I do uh-huh. now. Well, we so are grateful. <laughs> we're grateful for you guys and just for being here. Yeah. And uh, leave comments below. Give us those reviews. Hopefully the good reviews. And uh, if you guys are interested in Julie's coaching program, becomingheardnow at gmail.com. And uh, she's doing a, as of as of time of recording right now, she's doing a one-hour breakthrough session for free with you guys just to kind of figure out if this is the right fit for you. So if you think this is something that you're interested in, look yeah. into it. Look into it, yeah. and I'll give you a link to schedule your free session yeah so thank you guys for being here we are the blended life and we will see you next time bye hey it's julie again i hope this episode of blended life started a conversation that you will finish in your home but i get it right sometimes you need more my offer still stands If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.